All right, everybody, welcome to Boss Chick Radio. I'm Simone Silver, it's creator of the Boss Chick Dance Workout, Twerk Body Hit. I'm a mom, I'm a fiance, and I'm a pretty awesome <laughs> black woman. Hey, Black History Month, let's go. So, this is our second official, official episode since our launch. And um, the first episode has been, was very, was very well received. Thank you guys for streaming it so much on YouTube. So for those of you who are only tuning in through Apple Podcasts, we have the video version of Boss Chick Radio available on our YouTube Boss Chick Dance Workout. So you can get the visuals and you can see the twerk tutorials when we do those at the end of every session. So, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, day before Valentine's Day is Galentine's just for the girls. The girls. So, just to start off, let's check in with what's going on with our network news. What's going on in Boss Chick World? We have our Galentine's twerk out tonight, our special Galentine's workout is happening at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. If you're tuned in and you would like a link to access the workout for free, just send us a DM at Boss Chick Dance Workout anytime between now and about 6.15 and we'll send over a link so you can tune in to our special Bad Galentine's workout. It will be Afrobeat Soka dance hall super fun just 30 minutes it's part of our twerk to transform challenge that's happening all month long so if you want to sweat a little bit tonight twerk something shake something off release some stress then send us a dm and we will send you the link okay other than that let's go ahead and jump right in to our topics for today all right, so let's talk twerk. I've been shouting out different twerk creatives in the industry, giving them a shout out. Last week we shouted out the Twerk Museum in Atlanta. This week I wanna shout out Chanel Hall. She runs the page Twerkology Nation. So if you're on Instagram, check out, give her a follow, Twerkology Nation, all spell exactly how it sounds, twerk, O-L-O-G-Y Nation and she has been a front runner in terms of creating a virtual space for um, BIPOC uh, people in the twerk industry giving them their shine spreading the real history about twerk on her platform and she has been doing this for years years and I just love Chanel and she's based over in Europe okay and let me tell you the twerk industry and world in Europe is very different from than it is here in the US very different they deal with so many more race issues than we do here in terms of twerking okay and it's really wild over there they you know I've seen them uh, deal with blackface in the twerk world and I mean it's it's pretty heavy but Chanel is incredible 
and she is just a pioneer for twerk in Europe and she's a fellow sister hello so go give her a follow twerkology nation we love Chanel we love you girl thank you for all that you're doing in the twerk world all right, so is there someone else I want to shout? Oh, I just want to shout because people have been asking me about these really awesome earrings um, that I have on. And I got them at a retreat and I just wanted to shout out the uh, vendor that I got them from. Okay, so the vendor is called J Cash Jewels. And I believe you could find them on Instagram. Absolutely, you can. So it's J C A S H Jewels. All right, so give them a follow. She makes handmade earrings, jewelry, necklaces, rings, the whole nine yards, and she's pretty incredible. So go ahead and give her a follow. Support black businesses. Hello, let's go. J Cash Jewels, okay? All right, so let's jump in now and talk about some of the buzz that's been going on the past two days it's only been two days since the super bowl so we're gonna get into it today let's talk usher and alicia keys so for those of you who are completely living outside of the sports world the super bowl happened on sunday <laughs> and the chiefs and um the 49ers were playing for the halftime show it was usher Hey, and let's talk about the show first and then we'll talk about Alicia and Usher. But I thought the show was very well done. It's not easy to put on a halftime show. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have about this like 15-ish minute slot and it's in front of the world, you know, the world stage and you wanna play all of your hits Usher Raymond gave us about 90 songs in 50 minutes. <laughs> it was pretty spectacular. Now the transitions between each song could have flowed a little better in my humble, very humble opinion. Uh, that was the only thing for me. Other than that costuming, he had dancers on roller skates. I mean, the visuals. And here's the second thing that I'm gonna quote unquote complain about, the camera guy, all right? The camera crew, I felt they didn't do a great job of capturing the entire picture of what was happening um, in this performance because he had a lot going on. It starts off with acrobats, people in handstands, all different kind of fanfare, feathers, <laughs> but what I thought was missed was the band. Usher had an entire full-out band and that we didn't really get to see a really great uh, view of until a couple minutes before the end of it. So that's my tiny complaint about it, but I thought the performance was incredible. He really tried to give us all of his hits and he has so many hits. I think that's what was um, nice to watch, very nostalgic, is that, you know, most of us 80s babies, we grew up with Usher, you know, <laughs> and 
he has had so many hits, hits that I even forgot about until he, you know, sang them and performed them at the Super Bowl. So kudos to you, Usher. What did you guys think of his performance? Yes, absolutely. He definitely made it look so easy. And to be fair, to give him a little, you know, <laughs> he has had a Vegas residency. So he's well um, warmed up to performing. <laughs> so it wasn't like he was coming out of retirement like Rihanna last year. She was coming out of retirement. She was pregnant. Usher has been in residency for a year in Vegas. So this was just like another day on stage for him. But yes, he definitely made it look so seamless and so easy. And I love it. So one of his guests that he brought out was Alicia Keys. And <laughs> There's been so much talk about their interaction on stage. So here's what the buzz has been, that it was you know, inappropriate because they're both married. Um, I didn't know Usher was married, to be honest, because he'd been, <laughs> he'd been slanging and moving around like this uh, since Kiki a couple months ago. So I actually didn't know that uh, he was married, but you know, he was doing his little touchy-feely thing and you know a little dance with Alicia Keys for their song and people went crazy they're just like this is completely inappropriate what is this saying to our kids this is a family show you know people are always saying oh my god the Super Bowl is a family show put them kids to bed if you don't want them watching it because there's gonna be some scandal tell me one year there wasn't something scandalous happening at the halftime show from titties falling out to um, you know People on polls, J-Lo and Shakira. Every year there's a complaint about the Super Bowl. Oh, it's a family show. Okay, put the kids to bed. Send them to read a book for 15 minutes. It's not that big of a deal. Let's talk about the art of the performance. It's a performance. It is art, right? And it's a shame that artists, you know, I hope they don't feel this way, but they might going into, you know, this opportunity feel like they have to tone themselves down to fit this very broad audience of family. And for that, I say parenting, all right? Get your kids, you don't want them to see something on TV. This might be a little inappropriate. I don't know what's about to happen on the screen. Go in the bedroom for 10 minutes and I'm sure that they won't care, <laughs> all right? But, you know, I think we need to stop with this um, policing of of artists on stage because this is an art form that they're doing all right we don't like being police policed in anything that we do but and the same goes for artists and creatives like we want to be able to share our art form and give you guys our full expression of it without stress of <laughs> you know offending you know that's constantly a thing am I gonna offend anyone with this performance with this with this piece of poetry with this dance with this speech you know it's like come on allow for that freedom of expression to really be free all right so the whole topic was uh you know is this inappropriate so here's my take on this it's a performance i don't think that alicia keys was blindsided by what he did and guys you guys can go and google the clip it is not, it's not that serious he put his arm around her they did a little rock rock he didn't touch her anywhere inappropriately no hands below the weight nothing like that we're talking about a little bit of choreo 
you're my friend, we've known each other for years, you know, nothing serious. So is this inappropriate? And my answer is, it's performance art, all right? I'm sure they were both aware what was gonna happen. <laughs> I'm sure that it was choreographed <laughs> by either a movement coach or a choreographer. And I'm sure that they both consented to it, right? And so I say, let's drop the judgment on this. Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys' husband, even the next day came out with a statement and said, hold up. Y'all not gonna bring all this negativity to this, these two icons that just brought this incredible performance, right? We're not gonna bring this negativity. I clearly have no qualms about this. And so you guys shouldn't either. So he shut that down within 24 hours. And I love that he did that because sometimes, you know, the other spouse, in a situation like this, the spouse sometimes stays quiet, so everyone continues to feed it. Oh, it was wrong, it was wrong, it was wrong, you know, because you don't hear an official statement from the spouse, which you don't have to, but I'm glad that he did to kind of like put that fire out and say, this is cool by me. So is it, is it okay in performance art, in art, to have these interactions without your, I mean, without being deemed inappropriate? Right, so what do you guys think in the comments? I want to read some of these comments here. I agree completely. I think it was just entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. It was rehearsed. <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. I agree with what all of you are saying here. <laughs> Usher is somebody's girl's work husband. I completely believe that because I should be all over the place. In his residency, he was okay usher was ushering <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you guys agree but it's it's nice to hear that too that most people just thought it was part of the performance right so um so i wanted to briefly touch on another aspect of the super bowl and um and it's going to segue into our topic of the day, which is about love, you know, for Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. And the topic is about, I know you guys are tired of hearing these, these names. <laughs> um, Travis and Taylor and the coach, Andy, the coach of um, the Redskins. The, I'm sorry, the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs. And um, so there was an interaction that happened on the field. I'm a big sports girl. I love sports. I was a cheerleader in college and in high school only so I can have front row seats to every sports game. That was the only reason, not because I liked wearing short skirts. I was super self-conscious about my legs because um, they were super, super, super skinny and not toned at the time. Um, so it was had nothing to do with actually liking cheerleading. I hope my coaches are not listening. I only did it because I absolutely love the athleticism of sports, especially football. So Travis Kelsey had an interaction with his coach that everyone is also talking about on the field. And apparently he got very angry. I believe this was before halftime. Uh, early on in the, in the game, and he was very aggressive. He was in his coach's face. He pushed his coach. 
Um, you can see, again, you can find the clip online on YouTube anywhere and see the actual interaction. And what I want to talk about um, is how would you feel being Taylor, uh, having this, the status that she does, okay, whether we like her or not, let's just talk about the facts. Having the status and the presence that she does, right, which is bigger than his right it is how would you feel about your man doing something like that publicly so that's that that's what I want to talk about yes I, I have my own feelings about um, what his interaction with the coach and but I more so want to talk about how do you feel with your man having this outward ex, uh, display of aggression in front of millions of people um, you know, that is inappropriate. It was inappropriate. Okay, so let's say this inappropriate display of aggression. Uh, because then it kind of like, for me, what triggered in me in my head was, wow, is does this happen behind closed doors? You know, like if he has no problem doing this in front of millions of people watching, then and now this is not speaking to his character in his relationship at all, but these are the questions that come to mind when you see something like this and your partner's there at the game, you know, watching you. It makes you think, does he have anger issues? Uh, is this something normal for him to do, this display of aggression? And, and so, like, how would you guys feel sitting there watching that play out? Um, I personally would be uncomfortable um, with that level of aggression. Just me personally, I think that's it's too much, and it has nothing to do with, oh, you know, playing, uh, you know, putting on any kind of fake persona or anything in, in front of people or not being yourself. It's just I think that level of aggression towards your coach is it, it's kind of starts to say something about your personality and, and about our relationship, you know, if you're doing that in public. So that was concerning for me. Let me check you. I don't know if you guys missed that. Yes, definitely red flags. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm just checking the comments here to see what you guys thought as well. But um, exactly. So yeah, it just kind of brings up and I, and I feel like most women probably felt that in that moment, like, ooh, like, you know, and I think that's, again, because of her presence and her, um, yeah, her presence, who she is, you know, her presence and her status and what she does, you know, her, most of her music is for young girls and she has a huge female following. So for her to have her partner being this aggressive i think a lot of them like flinched for a second like oh we didn't know the side of, of of travis um so yes definitely i thought it was out of line as well um exactly and i think you need to be mindful of that when you're in a you know when you're in the public eye and especially if your partner has this particular brand and it's a brand she makes music for young women that's you know 
women positive that's you know has this kind of certain kind of a feeling that's her brand so if you're gonna be with someone like this then I think it's just being mindful you know being mindful and respectful that you're her partner so how you present yourself is gonna you know it's gonna rub off not rub off but it's gonna you know air into her brand right so um that type of behavior prior to super bowl i agree she probably has already seen that side her face was looking a little slightly sour um at the end when they were giving <laughs> their uh you know speech and the mvp awards they were kept flashing of course to her face and she was a, she was looking a little sour a little disturbed as i would be too so um yeah just a, thought i would bring that up in, in regards to that but our bigger topic for today i want us to be about love and just one i wanted to share with you guys one um thing I've learned in love, and it's not just romantic love, it's just about love in general, self-love, uh, friendship love, romantic love as well. Um, just the overall lesson that I've learned with love over the past, I would say over the past four years. Since becoming a mom, this has become a very, uh, pertinent theme in my life is let love lead LLL let love lead and for me that started out with mothering uh, for the moms in the chat you guys know you already know I don't have to explain too much but mothering is a whole nother world right a whole nother beautiful chaotic world and it is really gonna toss you on your ass most of the time <laughs> and when you're starting to get up and feel comfortable again it's gonna toss you uh, again right so it's this thing of this constant game and this constant roller coaster of emotions and one thing that struck me like when my son Rory was two um, was this thing just came to me this these three words let love lead and so I started to do that. And what does that mean? That love became the, the motive and the influence and the drive behind all of my decisions that I made in terms of mothering. So before I got angry, before I started ring the neck, I thought, am I letting love lead in what I'm about to say? to this child you know and it made a world of difference just checking yourself you know just checking yourself with that question am I letting love lead and it completely changed my approach to mothering it drastically changed my patience level <laughs> I would always pray for patience but you know when you pray for patience that you're gonna get situations that are gonna challenge that, right? That's the only way to 
become more patient is to be put in situations where you're going to have to exercise patience. So um, I started to just check myself before I had any interaction uh, with my kids. Am I, is this coming from a place of love? And again, it just changed the dynamic of how I approach mothering, how stressed I get. I get so much less stressed. Now, moms know the stress level is already at 5,000. So when I say less stress, I mean it's just down to 3,000. <laughs> okay? We're not talking down to zero. All right? We're naturally just in a constant state of stress and anxiety. And... Um, you know, that's just kind of our flow. Once the baby's out, we're just like, whoop. I'm just in this constant state of stress and anxiety and Rory all the time. So, but coming from, it really helped me in my mothering. And then it also helped me a lot in my relationship as well. Checking myself. It was much harder to check myself in my relationship because... I'm dealing with another adult. And so that's the thing, when you're dealing with kids, you have a little like soft side. You're like, oh, you're a child, you don't know any better, your brain is still growing, your cognitive skills are not really working that well, you're still like not all there, lots of screws are still missing. But when you're dealing with an adult, you're like, you know better, right? So it for me, it was a lot harder to let love lead all the time as much as I um, have done with mothering in my romantic relationships. But the same effect it has had is that it, it makes your approaches to thing different. You know, when you're coming from a place of love, when you're moving, initiating from a place of love rather than anger, rather than jealousy, rather than resentment, you know, those things put blocks, you know, blockages on our hearts. You know, and, and they, they build up these walls in front of us. But when we're pushing forth and really trying to move from a place of love, things shift, right? And I like to say it always comes back to you. Any issue you have with anyone, come back to yourself, right? It always comes back to you. And it, it is about taking ownership with what can I do? Rather than pointing the finger, oh, but you, what did I do? What is my responsibility in this situation? You know? So I always say, it always, it always comes back to you. Yes, it's not about taking account of, um, accountability away from the other person, but we have to hold ourselves accountable too as well. And so one way that I do that is by checking myself. Am I leading with love or have I led with love and so I just wanted to share that with you guys because it's been such a pivotal um, thing for me in just my self evolution and just even so we talked about mother motherly love romantic love and then even self love like we have to lead with love for ourselves like that's so crucial we're the hardest on ourselves so yes, we have to hold ourselves accountable, but in the same power that we hold ourselves accountable, we also need to push forward with love for ourselves. That same love that we give to our kids, that we give to our partners, we need to pour 
just as ferociously back into ourselves. So I just wanted to share that because that little question, you know, try it out this week and see if it actually makes a difference <laughs> for you. Whether you have kids, whether you have a partner, no partner, you know, whether you're dealing with your cats, your dogs, whatever you have, you know, or again, or even just with yourself. Am I leading with love? Okay. Put a check in in the chat. Nurture, yes, definitely. All right, so we're gonna finish off um, as we always do. So for people who are tuning in or who will tune in on Apple Podcasts, we are gonna finish here and I will see you all next Tuesday, same time, more fun things to talk about. Bye. But for everybody else who is staying, I'm gonna do the twerk tutorial, okay? So last week we did booty pop and this week we're gonna do our booty bounce so at the end of every podcast <laughs> i give you guys a twerk step i have codified over a hundred twerk steps so and by codified i mean i have named them not necessarily created them but i have taken a movement and put the name to it and put a name my own name created a name for it okay so we have how many weeks in a year 52 weeks in a year you guys have got about 50 close to 50 twerk steps <laughs> that you'll learn in a year so again um you can always get a better full view of the podcast on our youtube so if you if it doesn't look that great on um, instagram that's fine but Go to our YouTube, Boss Chick Dance Workout, and you'll see a tab that says podcast. All of our podcasts are stored there. So finishing off, our step of the day is booty bounce. Okay, I'm going to push this camera back just a little bit. All right, and so now a booty bounce is one of our fundamental twerk steps. Uh, we have five, five fundamental ways of moving the booty. And booty bounce is the second fundamental twerk step that we have, okay? This twerk step is almost the opposite of booty pop, all right? So I'll do a quick little review. What we did last week, we did booty pop. And I won't always do a review because then I'll end up doing like 30 steps by episode 30. But because we're only on the second one, let me move forward a little bit. I will give you guys a review. So we did booty pop up down up down up down up down that's the step that we learned last week okay now we're going to do booty bounce all right and the key with booty bounce is you're going to imagine that your booty is a basketball all right and that you're bouncing it all right so booty's a basketball we're bouncing the booty down i don't have the best twerk shorts on for this but we're going to make it work all right make sure your feet apart hands on your knees in twerk position and we're gonna again imagine the booty's a basketball and we bounce 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 I need some music up in here twerking in silence bounce 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 <laughs> all right so that is our booty bounce I'm gonna face the back too I'm gonna have to pull off these uh, head the headset all right so i'll face the back as well and make sure 
you guys can see me. All right, so again, booty bounce. We're bouncing the booty like a basketball. We go, bounce, bounce, bounce. Oh, y'all heard my hip crack. Bounce, 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 bounce. All right. <laughs> so that's called booty bounce. I love that step. Um, each step, I also tell you the benefits of the step because twerking has a lot of benefits hidden inside <laughs> other than of course being super fun so booty bounce as i told you i'm sorry booty pop as i told you last week is great for loosening up your lower back which we all need this they actually do booty pops in physical therapy as i mentioned they just don't call it booty pops they call it pelvic tilts all right so it's just the flexion and extension of your lower back is great you should do this every day if you sit in the office all day long, your lower back is screaming for movement, <laughs> okay? So you can just get on all fours to do that. It's a great way to do it on the floor to practice that, right? And then now for booty bounce, booty bounce, it can be more intense on your lower back. It is because it's a faster movement. So my suggestion for booty bounce, to practice booty bounce, is in dirty dog position, all right? This is gonna be difficult for you guys to see, so you have to go to the YouTube, okay? So dirty dog position, you're in all fours, almost like down dog, okay? Your palms are down, knees are bent. This is the best position to practice your booty bounce, okay? Free show, free show. Feel free to drop those dollars in my cash app. <laughs> just kidding, totally just kidding. All right, so that's the best position to practice your booty bounce. You're gonna be able to feel the vibration better. You have your heels um, almost as a little uh, spring for uh, resistance there. So similar to down dog, but just your knees are bent. All right, that's what we call dirty dog. All right, and that is it for today. Are there any questions? Awesome. All right, well, I will see you guys next week, same time, 5.30 p.m. on YouTube and on Instagram at Boss Chick Dance Workout. Bye, everyone.